On this week's episode, I come up with impeccable race car analogies for instrument flying. It's supposed to look like a NASCAR track. Correct. Yeah. Uh, mine look like F1, like yeah. whatever, Monaco <laughs> yeah, track. Yeah. Yeah. That's my holding yeah. pattern if you right. look at it on the GPS. Right. It's yeah. like a, the F1 Monaco. Yeah. Scott Boris sells airplane parts. That'll solve the problem. So here's the thing. I sold so like, an old ADF the other day. And I'm just wondering, like, who's installing this thing? So here is one <laughs> thing that I thought paid of me money for a it. great use. Like 60 bucks or something like that. A great use for an ADF. And Lee and Jeff come up with new business ideas for Scott. Are you going to make I'm, that Cessna you guys got out there, a uh, the push-pull? you going to make that like a Airbnb? Sure. <laughs> one, one, one bad Airbnb. <laughs> for Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> Dirty Mike and the Boys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Flooring Podcast. A couple weeks ago, we were talking with uh, Jeff Denovich about some holds. And now we're uh, we're gonna actually figure out how to do it as a student. Uh, we got Lake Erie Islands flight legend Jeff Danovich on the show with us for a little bit, maybe maybe yes. the whole show. No, a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And um, we sprung it on him talking about holds here. So let's jump right into it. As a student, like I'm gonna go take a flight lesson from you or Lee. What is that? We're gonna learn holds today. What's that process? About like what should a student expect? Sure. So there's a couple of ways you can you can teach it. Um, basically, so for something like the easier one would be like a published holder. Um, yeah, published hold instead of like ATC saying do a hold right turns at uh, a fix. So let's just stick with the stu- um, the published holds. Um, you could show them on paper by just basically how do you stuff with the charts on instrument approaches. I'll just have them go ahead and fly the route like on and show their finger you know, on their finger how they're going to do it, how you're going to enter that hold, um, when can you enter hold or when can't you enter hold. Um, so like in a t- uh, we were talking about T routes earlier. So on the T route, sometimes when you come in at initial fix, and um, I'm talking, I'm sorry, a modified T, you have a hold in there, but you also have your initial. F- fix and it's going to say no position turn which means you're not going to make that hold you're just going to turn inbound when you're supposed to at the next next fix um so basically you just kind of you know gps they're going to be uh, a distance that they're going to vr is going to be a timed and so basically you just kind of go up there and you can you just show them on paper like here's how you do it you just basically you're turning and you're you're changing your course or you're holding for spacing you know maybe atc says use that hold because we want you to hold for spacing so you're just going to do that because they have other planes coming in and um lee would know more about that with atc like you could be stacked correct mm-hmm. lee mm-hmm. and then as the bottom stack goes out the next stack and it works its way down like a old record player for those who even know what a record player was or is uh you'd have multiple records on there and as one was done and the next one was ready it would drop down so the same thing when you're stacking playing a hold they're going around in like a little racetrack and one breaks off and makes its landing the next one comes down to lower level and the ones above it do the same hmm. so like one way i think of a holding pattern so i use the i do not use i try not to use the terms interchangeably i look at a holding pattern as a way of stopping my forward progress i'm just basically in a big loop in a big loop until i'm told i can leave or Let's leave it at that for now. When I'm thinking in terms of an instrument approach, I call that a course reversal. Okay, good. Yeah, you're right. Probably Absolutely. more specific as to what is happening. I'm not there indefinitely. The expectation is, unless I'm told to hold at that fix, which obviously then it's a hold. If I'm told by ATC to hold there, then it's a holding pattern. It's not 
super likely that you're ever going to be told to hold at an initial approach fix where the hold is actually published. When it's published like that on an instrument approach procedure, normally that's a, a course reversal. You're coming in the opposite direction from which you will be landing because the wind is favoring the other runway, whatever the case may be. So they have to have a method in protected airspace, like Jeff has said, that allows you to turn around and you have some latitude because in, you know the the GPS system, you know your your technique for entering the hold might not be perfect. So there's a pretty wide berth, you know, of safety from obstacle clearance, things like that. The ATC they don't really care what you're doing in there because it's such a wide protected area. Um, I used to know how far it was outside of what's published on both sides. It's, it's a big area. It's miles and miles. Are of we area. talking route? I'm talking about the course reversal, okay, or a hold. Um, just a published holding pattern. And they look the same on the chart. One's typically published on a um, uh, in a route chart. Here, you know, we have, we've talked about, um, you know, instrument approach procedures with a course reversal, which of course are published at the initial approach fix. And that is a way for you to just get the airplane turned around in a procedural manner that that is that is predictable to ATC. Even though there's a big area that's protected from obstacle for obstacle clearance purposes, um, th- that that's really its intent is to get you turned around. Um, so they get you turned around, and then you can proceed inbound. Mind your altitudes. It's just pretty normal um, IFR stuff. Um, I I kind of try to treat them a little bit different, just so we don't have um, no crossed, yeah, crossed wires. Yeah, I stand corrected. You are you are absolutely correct that there is a big difference between the hold and the course reversal. I mean, you're right. They look the same and you kind of teach some of it the same in a way, mm-hmm. but yeah, entries, yeah, entries sure and all that same. stuff. But yeah, they definitely are not interchangeable. So like if we were to look at an approach, you know, and actually a, um, somebody in the chat on the, on one of the last episodes actually brought up, like, what is the difference between a timed, uh, course reversal or a timed hold versus one that's done by nautical miles. And you even just hit on it. That was my, uh, my response, but you actually hit on it too. It's whether it's ground based is going to be typically in minutes, and if it's RNAV based, it's going to be in terms of miles. And then there's protected airspace outside of that that allow you to get established. Um, so I wouldn't mind that too much. But um, typically, you're four nautical miles on an RNAV approach, and you're about one minute on a ground based navigation um, based hold or course reversal. Um, and so one of the big things we teach is, is how do you enter? From what direction are you coming and how would you enter it? I know me as an instructor, that's one of the big things I want to know. So you're, if nothing else is like you're in the headspace of how, like your situational awareness, right? That's the way I look at yeah. it. So, you know, you have your three, your three types of entries. Do you want to cover those? Direct, parallel, and. Oh, I think I know. Go ahead. Teardrop. Yeah. Those are the three. So you I know, walked by a hot topic the other day. That's why it popped into my head. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you to feel special. I watched a My Chemical Romance music video the other day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So like typically, you know, one of the biggest time or one of the most prominent times that you're going to come across a holding pattern is if you have to go missed on an instrument approach procedure. You may not do it. Chances are they'll give you radar vectors unless they're super busy and there's like kind of like a reason you went missed. You're not just practicing. So if every if the couple airplanes before you went missed, chances are you're going missed too. Uh, so you're going to go missed. You're going to go to this hold or whatever their alternate missed approach instructions are, and that's almost always a parallel 
entry. Um, it could be could be a teardrop if you stretch it, but really it, it would it would pretty much be a par- parallel or teardrop almost every single time because it's right off the end of the depart- departure end of the runway you just shot an approach to. So you're hitting it and then you're making right turns. So like we do left traffic pattern, we always do almost always do right turns and hold unless it's instructed differently. So which so, one do you think is more proficient, the teardrop or the parallel? I think the parallel ends up getting you. I think. What do you mean by more proficient? Which one? I don't know. It seems like it's to me. Teardrop thinks it seems like it's easier. It know? definitely is easier. Yeah. You hit the fix. You turn out like forty-five or thirty degrees, and then come back in on those. You get established on the inbound course to. Okay, the I guess that's why. Yeah, maybe sooner. not. Which one's more? I guess that is more efficient. So yeah, it it's is. Just, yeah, it's you get easier. established. Yeah, you get established earlier. Um, you know, cause if you do a direct entry, you hit the fix, you go out for a minute and then you come back in and you do like a, what would that be? Like a 200 and something or a hundred and yeah, almost a 210, 220 degree turn back inbound and then hit the fix. So you're maybe a half mile from the fix where with the teardrop entry, you'd be a mile from the fix, a lot more time to get established inbound, which sounds super simple when you're used to looking at a Garmin 430 or something that's got it painted on there. But when you're out there using needles and you're trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to make my left, like doing a DMER. You know, you're, I'm going to hit the fix. I'm going to make my left-hand turn, for example. And then I'm going to go out for, you know, a minute. And then I'm going to turn back around or whatever the case may be on a teardrop. Um, and I'm, I'm going to intercept my final approach or my uh, inbound course to the holding fix a lot sooner. Time to get established. When you're out there, your IMC and you're just completely saturated with like your timing. You're you're looking at your your CDI coming alive and all these things, and maybe you have to use a separate CDI to figure out what that fix sure. is. Like if you don't have DME and you're using two radials to determine that fix, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's just it's a lot. And then you don't have autopilot hand flying it. You're that hand flying it. it. That makes and it you've crazy. been flying for an hour already. Yeah. So you're like you've been hand flying the whole time, and you're just spent. I did some instrument training, obviously, back in the day when I originally got my instrument rating, and then I was going to get my double eye somewhat more recently, like maybe five years ago, and I was on a G1000. It's so different flying, easy. It's flying easy. instruments on when you have paneling like that. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. difference, because I remember going in, and if you're training in a, in a steam gauge airplane still, you're going to do these holds, and you're trying to just, you're, you're wearing that super comfortable hood that's got talks about or foggles or foggles. foggles but see here's the thing with foggles this is what see there's an alternative we're talking about like the medieval torture device <laughs> we can put on foggles which i wear sunglasses with a headset all the time all the time so uh-huh. like don't tell me how uncomfortable it can be yeah Pff, those are awful good. those are good for cheating though but scott you remember where so is a hood you're like you don't really know where you are and yeah, you don't even know where you're at there's no try- way to figure out where you're at you're trying there's, there's no, no way no, no way, way to figure, way to figure, out, figure out because don't, you can't see yeah, out the window line yeah. gps is not helpful at all. no no so yeah. you're basically trying to like a lot like let's say it's a localizer hold you're trying to wait till that needle comes in and then you're intercepting this line keeping the needle straight and then you're flying until this certain, like, say, a DME, distance measuring equipment. So you're look, waiting until the number hits, like, 10 DME mm-hmm. on this one. And then you're starting, is it usually left or right pattern? I don't know. Which one is with, it? With the holds. I'm not sure. I, I just said it a little bit ago. I, wasn't, I zoned you out. Right, I don't blame there. you. Right turns <laughs> okay, in a holding so pattern normally. Usually right turns. And then... It, it's only right there for you. 
So yeah. what is, uh, we're trying. I'm trying to do it so yeah, yeah, most okay. of the listeners he's, don't he's have a visual. He's trying to pretend like he doesn't know what, what he's talking about. Let me ask you this. What if you don't have a he's DME? What good. else could you use? Uh, locator beacon? I don't know. Wait for the boop. I just said it a little bit ago, too. I don't, I don't know. GPS. You have no idea. Scott, there's a good one. Scott, yeah. GPS. Yeah. You could use well, that. GPS, Meg. I'm trying well, to do... That makes it I'm easy, trying though. To you wouldn't do any of this. Rec- oh, I'm trying to remember how I went through uh, it initially. I don't understand it any traumatizing. of this approach stuff. Just set the GPS. Well, this is, we're not even on approaches. To inbounds. Okay, well, yeah, that's okay. holds are useless. But <laughs> what if ATC and you're and you're just take me to Foxtrot forty five? What if there's a hold? What if they're holding, which they do all the time for PBI in Miami? Well, I mean, my plane is going to be communicating with ATC, not me. Man, I hope so. <laughs> I sure yeah, hope so. Alexa, so take me to Miami. Or yeah. your seventy seven hundred, and you just land anyways ahead right. of everybody yeah. else. Seventy seven hundred. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, so basically, you're waiting for this indication that you're at your turning point. And then you're doing a 180 degree turn basically to the right. Yep. And then you got to fly straight for a while for like, usually it's time or distance. So it's a Either three minute hold. No, one one minute hold. One minute. Or four nautical miles. Okay. So you're doing like a one minute hold at this point. And then so you, one minute you got to go straight the opposite direction from where you just were kind of off to the side of where you just were. Yep. And then after one minute, you got to make another 180 right turn back onto... The inbound course, the, the inbound holding fix. course, yep. and you got to get back on that thing. You got to get it aligned before, ideally, you hit the beep. See, I'd I'd be doing it, and like I'd still be trying to get on course and whatever indicator. Like you're I'd not hit playing the, the wind. I'd hit That's the, the thing. I'd hit the ten mile DME. Well, this it's a shit show either way. It doesn't matter if there's wind or not. Okay, <laughs> do it enough times, and so, it's not a shit show anymore. So usually, I'm at like ten DME. But like the needle's just coming in, yeah, like or not even close. So I'm just like, oh, whatever. That's why there's a big protected airspace, like Jeff a, said. I'll just make a right turn again. Stay, in the, mi- stay in the middle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I realized this when I was then went to go do the um, double eye training in the G1000s. Like you can see how screwed up everything is. Like uh, what I'm doing because it's like I'm just kind of in this goofy like crappy F1 track, not like a NASCAR. It's supposed to look like a NASCAR track. Correct. Yeah. Uh, mine look like F1, like yeah. whatever, Monaco <laughs> oh, yeah, track. Yeah. Yeah. That's my holding yeah. pattern if you right. look at it on the GPS. Right. Yeah. It's like a, the F1 Monaco, yeah. not the not the NASCAR. I don't I don't want to hold at all. Why can't they just... There's, other there's got to be a better way to do that. I have held in my professional career one time. It's rare. One really? time. So as soon as I hear yeah, somebody okay. ahead of me, so me, and it annoys other guys that I fly with, but I pay attention to everybody's radio call. Yeah. I want to know because I want to be completely in tune with what's going on. As soon as I, so I'm listening the whole right. time. If, if I'm you going hear somebody's south, holding you, what do you slow down? Boom. Yeah. Oh, See, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's got to be a better way. Like, I feel like there was a system the FAA could implement that could set everybody okay they know they could monitor every plane in the airspace where it's going how fast it's going when it wants to be there and they could assign a speed to every airplane so that everybody arrived in the most efficient way yeah but possible. now you have the guys that are would you in follow system. that speed though that you got i, feel I like. would set the little knob to the speed like whatever you know yeah <laughs> That's what do. type in the speed or I would it just, should do it on its or own. It should do it on its own. When the, you'd, yeah. you'd, Scott, would, Thanks, Elon. Scott would still crank right? it up. Yeah, exactly. Scott would still yeah. hit the up speed button and be like, yeah, it usually is fine. They usually figure out how to get me in even if I arrive early. It's <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then if then just let them set the speed 
on the plane remotely. Like I don't even care. I'm not flying the plane. I'm in the back drinking beer. Okay, we're we're talking about modern times though. We're not there no, yet. This, we're this not there could yet. Be, this could be right there. Now. Right. He's Scott is pioneering the right. software yeah. that is gonna make this, this, is, this Yeah, this is I'm gonna make this a reality. I, let's buy in on that stock right we, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh I'll, or at least should take to, those notes down on this day. How, how Scott. are we programming this? Yeah. Are we using Python, C sharp? What are we doing here? I don't know. How do we make that work? Arduino. Uh, 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 I, I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna hire it out. Okay. T- Tesla autopilot. D- I don't don't, know. don't yeah. let your secrets out, Scott, <laughs> yeah. on here. Yeah. Someone's gonna take it from you. It's that is doable with the modern technology that they have right now. That scenario is doable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say it is. To to a point, I think. And how much more efficient would that be? You're talking like a. I mean, they already know. I mean, with they already know with ADSB out where everyone's at, what their right. speeds they are doing. They can track exactly where every plane is. They could put a some sort of AI system that could. But there's there's got all these planes and be like, okay, this is the most efficient way to get everybody. But then would people be able to get off the ground because you're trying to get these people in? Oh, they could know that too. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean. That could I mean, be there's, been, there's been a lot of times where you're trying to like leave Teterboro and you can't leave because there's planes coming in. They're using just a one runway, yeah. You know, and you can't get out. So I mean, that would. I mean, I agree with you that they could do that with. You know, they have everyone well, in the okay, air. Okay, so schedule it so that there's a few minute gap in between each arrival that's long enough for a departure. Yeah, but yeah. then you get the person at the airline that doesn't leave on time or the plane that doesn't leave on time. Yeah, that would never well, happen. right, but then they just have to wait. <laughs> they just have to wait a minute until the next break. I got you. Because it'd be just schedule it so that there's a, a two minute break in between each landing or whatever, or how or you, many minutes you or need. Or your your captain's like Lee here. That's like a little girl and using the bathroom. How many times have you gone to the bathroom since we've been down there? Right, the I seal know, already. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Eleven twenty in the morning. He must have a <laughs> tiny <laughs> bladder. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, I just, I, I just feel like the system that they're using now is antiquated okay. compared to the, what they could be doing. Point taken, but that is the system as of right now. As it of is this recording. It, it is. What do you remember from it. holds? Like uh, doing holds. I did not enjoy holds. I hated holds. I don't know. I screwed them up every yeah, time. Yeah, I hated them, yeah. especially VOR because you had to time it. Yeah. You know when does it start? And it's there's no way to holds are terrible. Yeah. There's no way. And no matter how much they should be eliminated, has. they could be eliminated, but they're still know. making people do them. So, I don't think they could because it's so like the, when I was learning how to fly, I had to learn how to use an ADF. Does anybody use an ADF? No, anymore? AD, I mean listen, right, it, it was installed on, on the it. airplane. That's right, the problem. It was installed on the airplane. It's, but so, why am I learning how to use it? Well, Nobody's I, ever going to get use rid it. of it. I agree. Give get it rid holds. of it. Give it a holds. The only thing is the airplane he was learning in was owned by somebody else. So, I mean, it's just get rid of it. Get rid of it. The whole thing. I'll part it out. Well, That'll solve the problem. So here's the thing. I sold so like, an old ADF the other day, and I'm just wondering, like, who's installing this thing? So here is one <laughs> thing that I thought paid of me money for a it. great use. Like 60 bucks or something like that. A great use for an ADF is if you had your own strip. It'd probably be super cheap to, to put, put up, up your own beacon, and yeah, then, radio. What, what or you, you want to listen to some AM radio station. Or that. Yeah, yeah. We have them in our plane. Oh, that's true. You can listen to it. You, oh, so yeah, you, have, you, to, you fl- have to know how to use the ADF then. No, we don't have we don't get tested on it for oh, some okay. reason. Oh, oh! Hey, somebody's I, not following the rules. If it's no, in the airplane, you gotta know me. how to use it. It's not me. If it's That's, in the airplane, you, you gotta know how to use it's it. It's not me. I'm not in charge of the training. Are you program. in the airplane? Are you PIC? Yeah. So well, then yep. you should force yourself to know how to use if it. If you were doing an initial instrument rating ride in the Lear, I will give you lessons, Leon. It probably to have to. I didn't know say it. I didn't know how to do it. I bet I could probably figure it out, especially with the FMS working. Oh, there we go. FMS. Have my, and actually, you know, ours doesn't draw a picture. 
So we don't have a picture. Really? So what I do is I set the heading. So it's on F, or it's on nav mode, right? So the autopilot's following it. I set the heading bug to the next fix. The heading bug doesn't control anything in nav mode, right? So I set it to the next turn that it's going to make. So I'm always like in tune with it because it can be very disorienting. It's like, oh, I thought I was going to turn left, but it's turning right. You like, know what I want? So that was a key point you brought up. It's like you want to stay ahead of the game. Yeah. And like you said, you listen to what the person's doing when you're flying. The same thing you do. I mean, yeah, you use yours to slow down so you're not getting a hold. But for those IFR students, they could also be listening to what they're giving, you know, telling people what to do, like uh, turn the heading at 330 and drop that. More than likely, you're going to get that right. on certain things. So you could play ahead of the game. So you want to pre-plan everything or stay ahead of it. Everything you can. I'm sorry, Scott, I didn't mean to jump on you. What were you no, saying? you okay. were talking. I jumped on you. But yeah. if you got an AM I departure out of PBI, yeah. you tune that thing to 1290 yeah. from like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Listen yeah. to Brian Mudd in the mornings. I'll have to remember that. On the way out, good, yeah. yeah. Be good, good, good show. stuff. Yeah. I could be listening to that the whole taxi out, man. I could, I could probably get the yeah, whole show you could almost. You be getting an update yeah. on all the Palm Beach politics. Yeah. Love you know, it. Right there in That's your head, Bose headsets. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Good, good <laughs> so, there, you know, I try. You, you try to avoid the holds. It's a necessary evil, you know, kind of a worst case scenario. But, you know, there's so much protected space, you know, that, that it doesn't need to be perfect. And oftentimes it's not. Unless the autopilot's on and it's flying it for you, oftentimes it's not. You know, you got to know what the wind is doing to make that perfect racetrack pattern. It's got to be calm. You got to know what the wind's doing and you got to adjust your timing or everything accordingly. Mileage is mileage, but timing, if you're timing, your ground speed is predicated on timing. So if you know on the outbound leg, you know that you have a 30 knot headwind and you're only doing 120 knots, you know, you need to add, you know, 15, 20 seconds to that outbound leg, you know, and I would say a minute and a half to make, to give you more time on that inbound, you know, now the tail the whole time, just like turns around a point, the whole time that that it turns from a headwind to a crosswind to a tailwind, and you're just accelerating the whole time towards that inbound fix. If you want it to look like a racetrack, you know, like style points or something, you're gonna have to factor that in when you're when you're timing. So just get rid of the VORs, go to GPS and the time's out, and now it's just gonna be distance. No. Yes, VORs forever. Install screen. new ones. GPS is where it's I just, at. I just want to follow on the screen. He, you would love a good autopilot. Oh, You're yeah. Just engaged enough to be like, oh, pilot stuff. You can look <laughs> around. <laughs> but not so much that it's like, oh, this is work. I it's gotta like, think. Yeah. beep, yeah. boop, boop. Yeah. yeah, seriously. That's what I want. That's like, what I want. To, go shoot, to go shoot an ILS, obviously, you got to do flaps. You got to put flaps and gear down. Why can't it do that for me? Maybe, like, let's get you a Cirrus. He needs Did a they do all that for you? Can I just fly over no, the airport? You just don't do anything. The gear's already down. You don't need to fly. Yeah, I just want to center over the airport. Do a little bit of throttle. Pull the power back. And yeah. Hit the chute and then just land. But I want to never fly again. Never fly it again. But well, if, I get, if I get my repack. helicopter pad in Florida installed, you can just pop the chute. Pop the chute and land over right the pad. At my, keep it right. in my helicopter yeah. hangar. But see, I want Ship the, it. I want the automated process to repack the chute for me. I'll just part it out and sell it and buy a new one. You'll oh, get more true. off the parts. That is true. Yeah. You just buy another yeah. Cirrus. They'll yeah. sell the parts. Will sell for more than the whole plane. That's usually. very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's all composite though. Yeah, yeah I don't know about parting out a Cirrus. Sawzall. A lot of Sawzall involved. Yeah. I think yeah. it's right with the windmills. What are you can do with. Them? I got a Dewalt. I do a lot of Sawzall. I got a Dewalt Sawzall already like, there. If I sell a part that's riveted on the plane, I don't drill the rivets out. I just cut it out. Yeah. Let the let the customer let drill it out. Yeah, because if I f up one of the rivets, like. Are you gonna make I'm, that Cessna you guys got out there a uh, the push pull? You gonna make that like a Airbnb? Sure, <laughs> one 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 bad Airbnb <laughs> for Dirty Mike and the Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. 
So one, one thing I want to say about course reversals is when you're going to that examiner as a student, listen to what they're saying. They may say something like, cleared to selfie. And cleared to selfie. Selfie. So Does let's that say mean that, you could take a selfie. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I can. There's, okay. there's, a, second, but there's a second. There's a second. There's a second time you're cleared you to take a selfie. I don't know. No. So I'm you're you're clear to you're clear to the fix, and don't take that as cleared to land. Because I see students they'll mess that up. They'll they get cleared to that fix. They're thinking, oh, I'm cleared to land. They go ahead and they don't do the course reversal and they fail. They're cleared for the approach. They're I'm cleared for the approach. I'm gonna go another step. Yeah, they're cleared for the approach. And your last thing was selfie, not clear to land. It's clear to the approach. Your clearance fix is, is that that's your clearance limit. Selfie. So they're expecting you to hold. Hold. Correct. Yeah. Normally, most GPSs, if you don't like hold the hold or whatever, however, the logic of that particular FMS GPS is, or, you know, if you're hand flying, whatever it is, F flight director, it's going to expect you by default, hit that holding fix, that course reversal. You hit it once hit it twice and then come inbound unless you do something to suspend the hold or whatever so that it continues in that racetrack pattern. Um, so listen, that's a really great point on holds it, or approaches in general, you know, because you'll hear intercept the final approach course. That's not on a localizer. That's not cleared to descend on the on the glide slope. That's just cleared to intercept the final approach course or intercept the localizer. So um, I think that's, that's a really, really good distinction. Listen to the actual clearance. Hey, unfortunately, right. I am done for the day. I got to get out of here. So thank you for coming. Thank on, you Josh. again. Yes, yes. and hopefully you have me back here at this awesome studio. Lake you, don't have to, you don't have to like go. Fly that's that's or Ryan. Anything, Ryan, when Ryan shows up, he's Jeff a legend. Denovich. Thanks, thanks, man. Good. Good. Wow. See you off wow. later. Wow, I didn't like realize it. the crowd was that lively. Oh, yeah, wow. the, it's a lively crowd yeah. today. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, Jeff. All right, guys. Thank you. Had fun. Good seeing you, man. All right, see you. Don't forget your text. Oh yeah, I'll check it. <laughs> Good to. Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're still going. Oh yeah. We're still oh, yeah. Live. 30, Thirty-four minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So> we're, <laughs> we're talking uh, ADFs. Yep. That was the one thing. Uh, what other stuff we using? Like obviously GPS today, but like other than GPS, yes. we got AD, ADS. ADF. ADF. Yep. I'm thinking ADSB. They're screaming up top yeah. of the stairs. Just don't don't pay okay. any attention to them. Don't pay any attention to the voices upstairs. All right. Um we got VORs, right? Yep. yep. So those are two ground-based navigation aids. Ground-based. Yep. Those are the big ones. I mean, ADF obviously is going more and more like by the wayside, and probably less and less instructors understand it. It's going the way of Lorraine. Loran. I didn't Loran, think anybody yeah. even used ADF anymore. We're not we're not even trained on it anymore. Yeah. So like even on my initial type ride in the airplane, I don't think we did anything ADF based. Yeah, still use VORs. Okay, I mean occasionally. I mean yeah. we're tested on a VOR approach. We do a VOR approach. Still. Really? Mm-hmm. It's a what VOR is, circle to land. Would you say most of your approaches are GPS? I would say most are ILS. ILS. Okay. Can we can we get an ADS ADF installed at eighty eight Delta, I wonder? See, that's the thing is I feel like you could. And honestly, that would make you all a believer because if you use it, like if it's kind of marginal weather and you just want to use it as like a homing beacon, right? Uh-huh. That's really kind of I don't even remember how to use one. It's not that hard. Center, no, the, keep the, the, need, the needle the centered. The needle just points to the, the station. All, all the does. time. 
Right. And then you got to do the math to figure out what heading to fly. Yeah, but it's not that much math. That's a lot of math. There's wind out of the east, so I'm going to crab a little bit into it, and the needle's going to stay centered, and I'm going to fly right to it. It's not that hard. Uh, when you're in, when you're when you're just getting exposed to it uh, IFR, that's a lot because you're now you're referenced to instruments. That's all you're right. doing. Well, and what if what if you talk on the radio at the same time you're trying to do the math? Oh, oh yeah, walk and chew that's gum bad. at the same time. Yeah, if anybody out there knows of like an airport that's getting rid of their ADF and we could get a deal on it, I think it. I just think it would be fun just on our own as an exercise, let alone with the show and being able to talk about it and stuff, going through the process of like finding a deal on a used ADF and like trying to get it installed at 88 Delta and like get it on the charts and like all that jazz. Oh, I don't know if that would ever happen. I'd be curious. I don't think you have the clearance for them to give you an approach. Well, the approach, you can, get a, you can get it on the map, though, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, Marked, yeah. As, yeah. marked as having ADF. Oh, and then you could name it. Yeah, we could name it something far aim podcast. stupid, though. No, we'd want to name it something like... We'll try for something really stupid, and then if they right. make us be serious, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. we can't get away with that, we'll just, we'll just use it for advertising. Aim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. A few years ago, there probably would have been a cheap deal on the Sandusky VOR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although that was a missed opportunity. Where'd that thing end yeah. up? Does anybody know? You guys didn't probably decommissioned. You, they, is it still sitting out there, maybe? No, I'm no, sure not. No, 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 no. It's gone. They were but taking that apart. Who, who owned that though? They leased the land. They owned the VOR. We they leased the land from us. Right. So they owned the VOR. Yeah, F- absolutely. FAA did. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nobody can privately own the Navi. Yeah. So you could probably I don't know, and that's another thing. I don't know if you could privately own and publish it. Oh, yeah. That'd be Maybe who knows? It's an ADF. Hey, uh, who knows? Anybody can has a as a source for us to get one. We're gonna let's try. Oh, I feel like awesome. if we have an old like that might be a liability issue if we got like this piece of crap ADF out there that nobody maintains. It's got a gener- that's another thing. It's got yeah. a Honda generator right, right, plugged into it, it yeah. for backup. Scott's got to go up there and crank it. Crank up. it. There yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd have to we'd have to put some solar panels out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maintain it wouldn't be monitored. You know, no. nav aids are monitored, so if they're out, they know that they're out. Or if they're unreliable, they know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's like a that's the thing to think about. Other than the GPS, all this stuff has ground equipment that your plane is interacting with, like the localizers, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So localizer, glide slope, VOR, ADF, they're all or NDB to be more specific, and and for that nav aid. Um, the the instrument we use in the airplane is called an ADF, but the actual ground base is called an NDB, non-directional beacon. So the VOR without any specific. We're looking for radios. cheap NDB. Okay, a cheap Correction. NDB, cheap yep. NDB. We can get ideally free, but no one's using. It still it, works. If yeah, if you think about it, Scott, it is the cheapest alternative. Well, I mean, I don't know what it costs to run on the okay, ground, but like. But versus GPS, it's always pointing direct to. It's we'll always direct we'll to. We'll just yeah, plug it into what, one of Gandhi's about, warehouses. He'll pay for the yeah, electric bill. Yeah, uh, that's true. But that wouldn't be, <laughs> we'd want it like, I'd want it. Do you, how close the runway does it need to be though? I don't know. About uh, where your house is. Okay. No, we got the uh, buildings almost backyard. out there. Now. Yeah, we there's buildings it, right next to We could sneak it in. Yeah. Uh, that I might, know the guys who are doing the electric on it right now, the new building. They could yeah, probably run us a secret could, couple yeah, lines up somewhere yeah. on the roof. You want to put it on, on the roof? roof. Yeah. We can just put it there, and then Gandhi won't even know no. unless he listens to the show. Nobody tell him. And then we won't have to pay for electricity. What, uh, what's so, what's, okay, as far as like using like a GPS and just like 2-9 inbound is 2-9 inbound. So if I'm at, my heading on my GPS says I'm 290. 
that's going to line me up with runway 29. And I just descend. There's you know. nothing making sure that it's accurate. It's There's no clearances that people have flown to make sure there's all the clearances you need for approach i've done it before it's pretty accurate if so (laughs) i mean i didn't do it when i need like i didn't need to do it i just did it you know it wasn't like i was with you yeah it wasn't like oh god yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't like oh god we're in the fog like what are we gonna do it was like let's just test this theory out here no we were flying so it was clear a million obviously oh yeah yeah (laughs) it was a hypothetical right but I, if I remember right, it worked pretty good. Like, we were pretty lined yeah. up. I did, I did it with that 396. 396. I and that would even give you the glide slope on it, too. Uh, until you Until hit. you got to a certain point. Yeah, take I think it, it was like yeah. 700 feet. It oh, cut seven, you off. Makes sense. Or like 1,000 or 500 or something. And that would be a good minimum for that approach anyways. Yeah. You want to make that transition from the in-route environment to VFR is what you yeah. want. Since there's nothing, no protected space. It's not the instrument approach hasn't been flown and, you know, certified and stuff. So that's a great, you know, where that class E to class G transition happens. That's a perfect time to do it. And I think that'd be good. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you could take off from Columbus and take file IFR, climb out IFR, you're in the clouds the whole way. It takes you down to 700 feet. That's your minimums on the approach to VFR. Just continue yeah. a normal landing. Straight right. in. Right. 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 Straight in. Yeah. So the difference is if it's windy and you're hand flying this, right? And you're not quite centered Unfortunately, up. Unfortunately, yes. If it's centered up, <laughs> obviously the expectation would be that you're you're clear. If you're centered up, you're on a like a kind of a predetermined glide slope. But what if the glide slope isn't three degrees? What if it's 3.2? What if it's 3.5? What if it's 4.0? It's going to get you pretty close. What if it, yeah, but what if there's obstacles out there? Mm. There's a cell phone tower that you're coming over top of. But there's not. In your case, no. But that's why. Not right now. Right now. Pop up tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but FAA is pretty strict on where they can put cell phone towers. Yeah, yeah but there's not an instrument approach. There's procedure. no instrument approach that's on the books. They don't care. They're like, no, oh, yeah. Still they pretty strict. They, they, are, they, yeah. they are strict. Like, we've, we've gotten a few towers shut down. Yeah, but somebody had to lobby for that not to happen. What if mm, no? Not really. We didn't do anything. They just got denied by the FAA. Okay. Actually, the well, good. The, just keep hoping for that, yeah, and then keep shooting your instrument the, approach to nine. The windmills, yeah. The college wanted to put up like four hundred foot tall windmills, and yeah. But didn't Ben Gleason get involved? He, he fought him. He, he put did, on boxing it, gloves. He did, but went over there, talked to Dean. Ultimately, it was the FAA that shut him down. It wasn't us. And then, well, no kidding, it wasn't you. It well, was, it would be the FAA. Yeah, but then actually, Huron City Schools was going to put one up. They ended up putting one up, but it was like they had to move it and make it shorter or whatever from what they originally wanted to do. But my dad went to the meeting and was like, because we'd already gone through this with the other ones. He's like, he talked to the superintendent. He's like, just so you know, before you start spending all this money on it, you have to file for approval from the FAA first to put up any towers. And he was like, oh, yeah, we already did that. We're cleared. It's good to go. Well, he lied. They didn't already do that. So then when they went to build this windmill, the FAA shut it down. Yeah. That's good. I'm I'm yeah. all in favor yeah. of that. I just don't know if that's always going to work in your favor. And uh, they put in all Hold on. They put in all these 5G towers. Now we can't shoot cat 2 approaches anymore. They put them up anyways. Does that really mess with your There's a note at every airport that has a cat 2 or uh, yeah. that has a uh, a cat 1 approach that the radar altimeter may be unreliable. There's a note at every airport. And why does that mess with it? Too close to the frequency range or something yeah. like that. Can't you just use their frequency range? 5G, she used the same frequency. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I don't know. Use the, use the 5G to shoot the approach. I don't know. 
Verizon instead yeah, of what, yeah, what's instead the of, uh, uh, what's the verification you see in the GPS to make sure everything's working going on? Like the RAIM? The, the RAIM, yeah, yeah, the integrity same, monitoring. It's, it's same, just instead Verizon, of there, it just says yeah. it says AT and T. Yeah, AT yeah. and T. <laughs> yeah. Verizon 5G T- Mobile yeah. Cricket yeah. LTE yeah. Yeah. It says LTE right there. Yeah. Well, oh, be, we're good. It wouldn't be LTE; it'd be 5G. 5G. Well, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. yeah on that antenna. Yeah, so that's a problem. So I don't know if that's. I feel like there's a way to integrate all these systems so that they just work together. Maybe, maybe I don't know. One day, well, hopefully, one day they help add right because like, like you can triangulate your position more accurately and your minimums go down. Hopefully, yeah, because I know they use 5G for like automated like taxi services and stuff somehow they use that to like for situational awareness like for airplanes no for cars oh yeah well i'm sure they can tr- use them so, to triangulate right. they just need yeah. to be integrated yeah. so into the FAA's. integrated into the faa system why not right it's a that's beacon yeah. each one of them is a right. beacon. exactly that's what they i'm can saying find like a cell they, phone why can't they find an airplane you find a way to make it benefit aviation rather than be detrimental to it well well the only thing is, in this case, so what we when we come down, when you're shooting a Cat 2 approach, which is a lower than 200 feet, we have basically about 100 foot above ground level minimum on the Cat 2 approach. And so that frequency range for that radar is very close to the 5G frequency range. So they're saying that that is unreliable. Now, there's a note yeah. at all these airports that the radar altimeter is unreliable. Mm-hmm. So... Anybody shooting a Cat 2 approach, anybody relying on, you know, Cat 1. So does that mean you can't do it anymore? Or you can do it, you just have to be aware that it's unreliable. We're not Cat 2 approved, so I'm not, we're not sure. What is Cat 2? Category 2 is what I just described. So you can go below 200 feet AGL. You can go down to 100 feet AGL. What's Cat 1? 200. I thought it was 15 feet. What's the best Cat? Or that's Cat 3. It's 15 feet or something. Cat 3 is probably auto land. Yeah. What's the best cat you can I thought buy there was legally like a 15. Besides a Savannah cat. Best cat? Well, Maine Coons are pretty big. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, let's get into the ACS. So cat, anyway, Cat 3 is the most advanced. Like, what, what does Cat 3 get Cat you? 3C. Yeah. I mean, all of those are some, are some form of auto land. Uh, now you now scott is interested my interest how do i get a cat 3 in my 150 i don't know that you need that because now we have auto land without cat 3 capability right because they're uh, doing everything for you garmin auto land doesn't use cat 3 no does it it does does it have what kind of does it have like cameras on the plane and stuff no i'm assuming it's something to do with like the wasp it have to have cameras for determining like when to flare and stuff Uh, airbus doesn't have that they don't have cameras. Or some sort of sensor to be like, oh, that, we should start bringing radar, the nose up. That's radar altimeter. That is what the issue is with these Cat 2. That's what I'm talking about this whole time. That's the radar altimeter. It tells you your height above the ground. That is what gives you auto- yeah. 500, 50, 40. That's that lady that, that talks to you in the headset. It's a dude. It's a dude most of the time. Seems oh. like they could do something and then better at, than that. At an Airbus, in an Airbus, um, it'll tell you when you need to bring the, turn the or not turn. On a normal, I don't know on a Cat three, but on a normal approach, you'll t- you know you you'll turn the autopilot off and it'll tell you when you pull the thrust levers to idle. Man, so it's very close on a normal approach. It's very close to Cat almost Cat three, but everything with like Cat three Auto Land is it's always it's going exactly about that height, height height above ground, and then it when it touches down it auto brakes and everything, and they auto brake anyways by air buses. 
but then I, I don't know if you dial it up, yeah. the sensitivity or anything like that. But So, like, it, it hits the brakes and everything as soon as it... Yep. Uh, yep. Weight so on wheels, gets on the getting, brakes. We're getting to where I want to be. Well, that Autoland has to do all of this. Right. Yeah. I picture you're able to just press the button, go back to yeah. your seat, let these guys be dead. Right. And I'm back in my seat. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, what I'm picturing. Pretty Not soon. dead. They just passed out from... Yeah. Oh, their own drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Pretty soon the pilots will just be monitors. They're just monitor. They're just sitting up there Very monitoring close. the system. Yeah, soon. Well, I mean, I think we talked about this. So, I mean, like, what's what's our guesses on when that's going to be? I don't remember. I think we wrote them down somewhere. Yeah, they're written down on yeah. a previous show. Uh, um, let's cover. Let's get in the second episode. Let's start the ACS. I feel like of the instrument series. Okay. I feel like last twenty minutes we can. Yeah, last twenty minutes. Let's actually yeah, have we cover actually the covered topic. anything that we're supposed to cover? No, no, that's fine. Hold is a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Well, tangible. We've, we've ruled out holes as being a, like a reasonable thing to do. So yeah. Really well, Lee says he's only done one in his I've only done professional one. career. I've heard a lot of them happen. The only in, thing I would inferior say: inferior pilots have to do them, don't they? Because they don't time it right, oh, or man. they're the first one to find out. Oh, and everybody yeah, else, yeah. Because what if you're the first one to find out? But somebody's got to be there before you. The first guy there gets to the land. He doesn't have to hold. Um, the first person to hold is the first person to hold. Is all I have to say. Well, couldn't you just listen to the other traffic and be like, oh, there's a lot of traffic coming in there. Somebody's going to have to hold. I better. Yeah, but you don't up. hear all the frequencies. Like the weather is changing. Yeah. So, like, what if that cell just moved over Tampa? Yeah. And, like, it yeah. just moved. The Scottish. last guy got in, you're the first person that probably just go to a different airport, huh? That's oh, worse. Boy. Okay. When you get to that point, you rather hold than go to a different airport. Yeah. I, I just know. had to divert the other day. Um, Why? Where's the, the weather is too low. Mm. I just had to divert literally two days ago. I had to divert and I was, pl- I was prepared for it. So it wasn't a big deal. But if you like are just fat, dumb and happy, you go there, shoot the approach, go missed and then have to divert. That's just assholes and elbows. Okay. Pre-flight, pre-flight preparations, uh, instrument, you same private pilot ACS instrument ACS. Okay. Task A, pilot qualifications, objective to determine the applicant exhibits satisfactory knowledge, risk management, and skills associated with the requirements to act as PIC under instrument flight rules. Knowledge part of this. The applicant demonstrates the understanding of certification requirements, recency of experience, and record keeping. Privileges and limitations. And then the basic med part stuff. The applicant demonstrates the ability to identify, assess, and mitigate risk encompassing failure to distinguish proficiency versus currency, failure to set personal minimums, failure to ensure fitness for flight, and physiological factors that might affect the pilot's ability to fly under instrument conditions, flying unfamiliar airplanes or operating with unfamiliar flight display systems and avionics. The applicant demonstrates the ability to apply requirements to act as PIC under IFR in a scenario given by the evaluator. So we should probably look up instrument requirements, what you actually have to do, because that's what that covered, kind of, right? Or could you? Yeah, there's some of that. I mean, I can't regurgitate too much of it. I mean, you know, you need 40 hours of instrument training from a qualified instructor, you know. So yeah, yeah, take take that a look. See, awful. 40 hours of torture. <laughs> <laughs> you you had more than 40 hours, didn't you? For instrument training, I don't, I don't think know. So. Oh. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think I had hit 40. Yet. I mean, but still, like, my point is, like, it probably would have been, from a value standpoint, better for you to just finish. Well, probably. And it's good for forever. No, it's not. You forget it. 
Yeah, but the, I understand. You don't yeah, need yeah, to yeah, retest yeah. it. Take I another know, I know. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And if you were to go do it now, the I'm, airplane was I'm, a lot cheaper then than it is I'm now. I'm waiting until the system gets so good that you don't need to have an instrument rating anymore. You're never going to pay that money. You're never going to pay gonna that It's going to be cheap. They're going to be mass-produced. Teslas, mass-produced. Right. Okay. Not cheap. They're you wouldn't buy there. a Tesla. You wouldn't buy a Tesla right now, and they've come down. I would. No, if, you wouldn't. If it's it too much fit, money. If it fit what I needed, I would. I need something to be able to pull a trailer for many, many hundreds of miles at a okay. time. So you need to fly from northern Ohio to south Florida and something fit the bill, you'd buy it. I mean, if that as long was as it's less if, than $25,000. Yeah, yeah it's $25,000. Yeah, so that's yeah. not going to work. Okay. Ever. I, w- I would... Seriously, Inflation. I would consider buying one Tesla for between Nicole and I, but I need something that can pull a trailer and go long range if it needs to. So that's where my truck comes into play. But like for her vehicle, she could have a Tesla, but she doesn't. No, they're expensive. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, we came full circle quickly. <laughs> you that's must. What I'm saying you must already have a private pilot certificate. Check. I do. Check. Good job. Well, you can't do this with a recreational. All those people that have a recreational pilot certificate out there. You the sorry. FAA does not think those are real. <laughs> I think is the point here. Uh-huh. Um, can not, cannot be sport. Uh, be able to read, speak, write, and understand the English language. It's not. That's pretty loose from my experience. Scott can understand and um, speak it, but reading it. Yeah, reading it is not harder. so good. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, Complete and log ground training with an authorized instructor, instrument ground instructor, or certified flight instructor instrument, um, or accomplish a ground school home study course. Um, have logbook endorsement from an authorized instructor certifying that you are prepared to take the knowledge tests. So this is not, you need a signature to actually go take the instrument test. Right, right, right. You need um, 50 hours of cross country flight time as PIC. I forgot about this. Yeah. So that's not including. Um, you could have some cross country time from your private, with that was with your instructor. Yeah, but you have is that PIC three three hours of solo cross country time under your private. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. So yeah, you got to have fifty hours logged in the book PIC of cross country time. Uh, Forty hours of actual or simulated instrument time including 15 hours must have been received from an authorized instructor. So here's the catch. You need 40 hours, but only 15 of those hours has to be from a double I. Right. So you can have a safety pilot. Yep. A lot of these, um, some people, most people just do it all 40 hours with a double I and call it a day. But you, you could do it in 15 hours. That you, is a next level. Yeah. That'd be and difficult. What are you learning? Like, I mean, there's, there's a, I understand you're a rock star, whatever, but like we need to be able to pass a check right at the end of this. We need to, we're going to go put our family in the plane. Like we need to be proficient. 15 hours. Yeah. It's a bit tight. Um, three hours of instrument flight training within two calendar months for the check ride. That's a 60 day thing. A cross country flight of 250 nautical miles that includes an instrument approach at each airport and three different kinds of approaches. For example, VOR, ILS, and GPS. So you gotta have a variety. It's got cracked up beer. Anyway, that's nice. that was sidetracking. Uh, <laughs> gonna edit that out. Receive a logbook endorsement from an authorized instructor certifying that you are prepared to take the required practical test. 
uh, pass the test and then pass the required practical test. So then there's a bunch of stuff within there, I think, that breaks down if we actually went into the far aim, which we don't even have a copy anywhere near us, even though that's the name of the show. So, yeah. Um, we like to speak in generalities. Yeah. Give bad advice. Right. That's our, that's our MO. It's yeah. our MO. Well, Lee gives good advice. I give well, bad advice. No, not real. I mean, I, I mean, I just shoot from the hip. I mean, I, very broad yeah, stroke. The guy who listens to air traffic control to time it so that he doesn't have to hold, he shoots from the hip. I don't yeah. know. It's like at least Lee, Lee plans everything out from like. You know what works out most of the time. Yeah. Works out most of the time. Um, I, so I, I, I think the big picture is like your a lot of this rests on your instructor to get you because if they send you without having these boxes checked, who's it really on? Well, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. instructor has they to recommend you for the check ride. Yeah. So like, as an as a student, if you're going to be a career pilot, probably be in tune. But I I remember these days. I remember what this felt like. You're being led by the nose. Um, in all these things, and there's just information overload. You're learning all these new things. The last thing you really want to get into is the far aim and regulations and stuff. You're getting all these these little bits of of, of watered down regulations through the course of your training, but it's just coming at you from all angles. <clears throat> it's a lot to a lot to manage. At least let a lot of these requirements be on your instructor. I can see that there could be some sense and maybe keeping track of it for like for your own purposes, like money wise, like, Hey, I only needed five hours of this. Why am I doing 10? Like we've checked. I'm proficient. I'm good. Why are we doing more of it? Why do I need to do more hours with you when I could be flying with my buddy as a safety pilot for free? You know, I'm yeah. right in the plane. Yeah. things like that. I get it, but you need to be, I think you need to be a rock star because I go back to what I've said in the past you show up with less than the minimum or right on the minimum. There's an expectation set. You don't, I don't want that to be the case, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be the case. Like, you know, you only have 15 hours of duel and you're here for this. I mean, like there's just so much, I don't see how it's possible. I don't see how it's possible to really be, um, unless there's a lot of unlogged flight time, whatever. Yeah. I don't see how it's possible to, to really, to really do it. Maybe if you're flying around like your dad was a pilot, so you like he was having you do a bunch of stuff. It wasn't a CFI, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And then you just like kind of knew it really well, even though you on paper a lot of flight sim. We've addressed that. I mean, there's a lot you could glean from that. You have you know a a a professional pilot buddy who doesn't necessarily have a CFI or a double I, and they're with you and they're giving your coaching or your crowdsourcing stuff from online, you know, uh, and then implementing that into your flight sim sessions that you're doing, you do that. There could be, there's a lot of untold value there probably doing it that way. Yeah. But you better be able to replicate on your check ride. That's all I'm saying. I just, I always go way over on the ratings. And that was my problem with my instrument rating was I did it bare minimum. Like part 141, mm-hmm. and that's all he did. You don't remember it. And like, maybe 140 is just a memorization cram that you forget the next day. Yeah. That's what yeah. I. That's how I went through my entire schooling career. Yeah. <laughs> Memorize everything that's going to be on the test the night before, ace the test, and then if 
come exams at the end of the year. I don't remember any of that crap. Like <laughs> I'd have like A's in the class and like a D on the exam. It's like <laughs> all I do is memorize for the shortest amount of time. That's how all these writtens for these are yeah. pretty much designed too. Yeah. Just rote memorization. Basically test whether you know how to study. And that's about it. Right. I feel like. Yeah. I, I do and I haven't I haven't I'm not a full time instructor or a part time instructor, but I've 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 heard that the written tests are getting a little bit better as far as practical knowledge. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. But I don't know that for a fact. There's a lot of stuff on our tests that was like completely useless. And like worded in a way where it's like you could kind of know what they're talking about for practical purposes, yeah. and like they just right. oh tricked you. Yeah, yeah. Look at this right. little corner yeah. where this classy yeah. airspace is. Like, right. Gotcha. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. okay, wow. Right. We don't want gotchas. I mean, yeah. and we have that now as gotchas. You know, in in the sim on our orals that we do, there's gotchas, but it's you're not getting away from all of them. Most of it's, I think practical practical knowledge is important to cover. Yeah. All right. That's a good stopping point, I think, even though we're a little short on one hour. I'm going to go into the after live stream chat here, start focusing on the chat. There's a few people left. We're like two and a half hours in now on this live stream. Yeah, yeah. So it's dwindled down a little yeah, the, bit. And the time of Here's day Saturday is morning. Not when people are. <laughs> exactly. So um, we'll jump over there. If you have not seen a live stream of this yet, we're doing these in person up in Ohio. Um, which is a change this year. Thank you, Ground Crew, for allowing us to do that. Head on over to rotburger.com. B-E-R-G-E-R.com is the German way, not as the sandwich way, slash live. That's currently still the thing. I'll have the link in the description below. Um, I'm going to update that. I own faraim.live, which would be way easier to say, uh, but I can't get it to work. So I haven't tried in a little bit, but should work at some point this year is the goal. But yeah, thank you for, for joining us. And um, we're going to jump into the chat here. This usually comes out the week after this episode stops of just random filler content. If you'd like to influence that random filler content that you see, join a live stream. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all.